Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Rabbit Hole Podcast. I am your host, CSD Fantasy. Hello, Fantasy Faithfuls, and welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Rabbit Hole Podcast. My name is CSD Fantasy, and I'm flanked by the one and only Nick Faber and the Coin Master, Matt Williams. How are y'all doing? I'm great. I'll, I'll start out before Matt does. Matt, I jump in. I know he is with his Matt, but uh, we're doing great. I mean, it's an it's an odd odd time in life right now. Quarantined for the last week. Uh, Michigan just had a stay home, stay safe uh, lockdown put in place. Um, but other than that, you know, just watching a lot of a lot of reruns of sports and a lot of new movies basically right now. That's what's containing my life. I'm doing okay. Okay, okay, that's that's pretty good. Better than men. Yeah. Key, the key to um, is keeping your hands healthy with when you're washing them too many times is to moisturize. I don't know. Tip. That's a, a tip. Apparently, that was I read. Those. I read that today. Apparently, people are having issues with that. Don't you have one of those? We had at work one of those like dispensers that give you the alcohol thing, but with like a little bit of uh, moisturizer in it. Have you seen those? It's like a dispenser, so it gives you some sort of alcoholic foam, so your hands be real soft and really alcoholy <laughs> at the same time. Really, really alcoholy. Liquor. Yeah, that's a new word. Matt, Matt, don't be trying to say you're good, though, after we see your Mets hat and we see the news that broke out after there even is no baseball. Somehow, Thor... Goes getting to Tommy's Tom. What I don't know what he injured, but he's getting a Tommy John surgery and uh, he's out till next year. So don't even try to lie to us that you're good. I know you're not right now. I was good until you brought it up. Well, and then brought up right, and then nah. you see Freddie Freeman out in his backyard, nah, just nah, dominating nah, his little son. <laughs> good, get him out. Oh wait, what? Did you see? Did you see that? Like Freddie's out looking good, having a good time with his kid. His kid throws the ball. Freddie's like, hey, "Yeah, out." He hit the freaking out the yard, and the kid just looked at him like, "You're gonna do me like that? You're gonna do me like that?" Braves winning the uh, NL East this year, that's for sure. Oh, if there's ever an NL East, well, in 2021, I mean, yeah, freak. I was so hyped. Like I had my Brave shirt on. I was ready to rock and roll. It was, and then just everything. Well, you shouldn't complain about sports being canceled, I guess, in times like this. But we can on this show. That's right. And it's going to be a great show today. Uh, I already see a bunch of people joining in. So just hit us up in the chat uh, on Periscope and on YouTube. Uh, We are here to serve. Before we get into today's show, I would like to remind you to hit that like button. Please share on social media. Hit that retweet if you're on Periscope. Help us get the word out there. It really means a lot to us. Subscribe if you haven't done so, and check out ccfantasy.com for even more fantasy content. You can also check us out on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and Spotify. But now, to the news. The news. news, Stuck it in there. This. And we actually have a lot of news content this time around. Uh, We're eventually going to be talking more about franchise tag players and players that re-signed. But uh, out now is the draft 
thing event extravaganza whatever you want to call it is canceled and they're looking into doing something virtual with the players i'm actually okay with it being canceled i think it takes so long to watch especially the first round second third and after that that's my favorite part where you just goes 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 uh, until the dra- Cowboys draft in the first round, I'm like, oh, okay, we we kind of know by now, unless there's something crazy going on. But Matt, how do you feel about doing something virtual for the draft? I don't really care. The only thing I heard was Adam Schefter said they should make it like seven days in a row. That was the worst. Although I do, I, I, I you know, again, a Packers fan. So I, I, you sit around night one where it takes forever and we're picking at the very end like usual. Um, but then you wait. And you wait and you wait and then they trade the pick and then I, I stayed up until midnight for no freaking reason. So um, I don't know. They should delay it because obviously there's a lot. Someone joked this isn't a fantasy draft, which screw you, fantasy is awesome. But yeah, there's a lot that goes into this. People haven't been able to do the pro, you know, the interviews and the in-person stuff, and there's they need to delay this crap. Yeah, I I think so too because there's a lot of stuff that just goes into the. Uh, the pre-work or whatever you want to call it ahead of drafting somebody. And yeah. now you kind of, you kind of left throwing darts at in, in a way for the teams out there. And, and it's I so think, important compared to any other sport, you know, I mean, this is, this is how you get, you know, this is how crappy teams become good teams. Like, you know, the lions. Well, let's calm down over there. <laughs> right. The last time we had something like this, we had a lockout and the Lions started out five and no that year. We <laughs> got defensive plays on Stafford and uh, Calvin Johnson. They broke out for like nine touchdowns in the first five games. It was outstanding. We were winning every game. Does if if they just went on without there being any kind of medical like in person stuff, does this hurt or help to it? I oh, so I just talked about this. So I recorded a podcast before this, and actually we had brought up the uh, Adam Schefter seven day seven round uh draft as well which i'll get into real quick but to answer your question at hand i think it hurts him i think and i said this probably pretty horribly in my podcast and and i don't want to try to repeat that but the biggest the biggest person to like fault from this from the COVID 19 in the nfl draft wise is tua he is not like he was a, a sure thing if he would have been able to go out there on his pro day and ball out and be able to put up these random, like, you know, shorts and T-shirt videos of him out there just throwing. He was he was going to get the second draft pick easily. The Redskins would have traded out of that number two pick. And I, I've been calling it forever. And if that was what's going to happen. But now I can't guarantee that anymore because he doesn't have that availability. He luckily gave us the first quarantine video. He was out there. He's like practicing at home, throwing the ball. And that got all Detroit up in an uproar and got Washington. Same thing. I think Tua hurts the most from this because his draft stock is going to stick at three, five, six. Like, I don't know where Tua is going to be drafted right now, and he's going to lose millions just because of this virus that has disrupted him going and showing his talents and showing that he was the number one pick last year. He was the number one pick until this year, and and had he been playing, had Joe Burrow played Alabama while Tua was playing – he may still be the number one pick. This may have sling like him not playing Matt Jones leading the Alabama team, thus Burrow getting the win, may have slingshotted Burrow into that championship realm, into that number one realm pick because Tua wasn't playing. So if Tua had stayed healthy, who knows where Burrow would be? Who knows where Tua would be? Tua would probably be the number one pick. 
I think I think even if even if Burrow goes on this run, I believe that if Tua doesn't have the health concern, he would have been the number one pick. Yep. Even I, if Burrow goes on I think there's the a run. ton of teams that would like to take him number one still. Yeah. It's probably I, I don't 50, know. 50. I don't know if this hurts or helps him though, to be honest, because you're working under the assumption that he went out and kicked ass during his pro day. Maybe he couldn't do it. And that would have hurt him. Like you said, he's falling to five or six. Oh, too bad. He's only, he's only an incredible millionaire. So I'm just saying it's not the worst case scenario. If he went out and he didn't wow people, I don't Damn. know. It's not the worst case scenario. But even if he didn't go out and wow people, it would still be where he's at right now. He he can't. He wouldn't have fallen later than the sixth pick in the draft. But he would have assured himself the second pick or the first pick had he not got injured, had he been able to have a pro day, anything like this. But now, because of this, he 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 may be the worst case scenario, which is fifth pick or sixth pick. There's no way Tua would have went on that pro day and not just had Twitter lighten up, dude. He but been- even oh. he did go through all the medicals at the combine, which I think, if that turned out to be good enough for certain teams that are high enough, he's going to get drafted very high. Talent has a way to get drafted highly. Look at Jalen Smith; he couldn't. There were talks that he, he would never play football again. The guy was like, second round? Yeah, freak it. Go with him. Well, let's, you call, know. let's call it a worst-case scenario. Let's say that – I mean, who does this help anyone in particular? Or If like if Miami or, or San Diego weren't going to trade up to two, does that mean they're just not willing to meet the price that they were going to pay for two? Are they still interested, but they're now going to try to pay up for at the four? You know, I mean, are they still going to try to move up, or does this – does this open them up to a different team where we weren't thinking of, or do you think it's the same teams? Just maybe not, you know, they're just not willing to pay as much. Cause I, I kind of think what you were just saying, if you were on him after the medicals, you're probably on him no matter what. Right. I just think that the, the, the asking price for two is so steep that teams would have done it given the media hype, given that draft stock hype that we've seen year in and year out, but without it this year, and I think it, it kind of hurts. I kind of I think it hurts the Lions the most of all because now teams might not be willing to pay that price for two, and in fact, pay a lo- lesser price for three, or just wait to see what happens if he comes the five or six. Where had he been able to get this pro day, I think that he would have been the second pick no matter what, which would result in those teams going to Washington. There's some question happening right in front of me. I don't know if if two makes it to four. Yeah. Does does LA allow Miami to get him at five? Because that's the thing. The Giants all of a sudden, if the Lions don't have a deal, the Giants all of a sudden have themselves a ton of leverage. If if LA wants to go that direction, right? I think that gives the Giants. I think this like hole in in case uh, gives what you're saying the best probability is that all of a sudden he falls to four, and now it's the Chargers who have to pay this steep price, and it gives the the uh, the Giants. All the money, all the chips. They can they can take everything they want for it, and that's a bummer. Bummer for Detroit because we're gonna end up taking Okuda with a third pick, and that's gonna be a <laughs> bitch. Because because that's kind of it, right? I mean, it's at that point if he starts to fall, there ain't no one, and there's no one else that could really get involved, right? You can wow. most team most teams that need a quarterback are high up, but yeah. there's there's still quarterbacks out there though. Like if if we just assume that somebody who picks like to uh they might want to redshirt him for for a year let's just assume that for a second we got camp newton is now released 
and like what potential landing spots does he have and does he because i don't think he impacts where tua lands i think cam still has i don't think he has tons of fantasy potential but i do think that the team that gets him is going to improve like if we take the chargers for instance we talked about tyrod taylor i think that's a great landing spot for cam and that will help someone like hunter henry score more fantasy points than with tyrod taylor uh, we got Jameis still out there too. Anybody, anybody's gonna improve Hunter Henry's stats over Tyrod Taylor. That's for damn sure. <laughs> not, not, not Cam. Not Cam from last year. Yeah, yeah. But is it gonna be Cam from last year? It could be. I mean, if he if he's not, then he was. Listen, they released him because no one would trade for him. No, but that's one, also no the way they played it. it. No, I know. But hey, he still doesn't have a job. He still doesn't have a job. If people were excited, he would have had one. You know, I mean, Todd Gurley had a job pretty quick, um, so which we'll obviously get to. But yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't think anyone likes what they see with Cam. I'm not too excited about it. Is it going to be a Des Bryant situation where it's like, yeah, you're done? Not in the quarterback in the realm. I think teams will definitely pay up to get him. It's not going to be like a Colin Kaepernick type thing. It's not going to be a Des Bryant type of thing. Someone's going to give him money to get. No, I think it could because I think it's a cross thing because I think. Maybe there'll be people that want him, but maybe there's a price where he won't settle for. And that's why I bring you up know? the Kaepernick thing. Exactly. Like yeah. when was offered money, but it, after after all this went down, his very first year of being a free agent, he was offered money. He just wanted starter money. So he never signed. And then all of a sudden, he, it was all turned into what it is. But yeah. Cam could be that same situation. But Did he ever go somewhere to compete, though? And in, in, in L.A., he'd pretty much – if he went there, he'd, he'd go there at least thinking he has the job. Would yeah. he go anywhere weird like Denver? Like, I know they love Drew Locke, and they are way too confident in him. I love Drew Locke. Everyone loves Drew Locke. But, they, again, they have a really good team. They could use a guy like Cam as uh, as someone to come in there, maybe drive Locke, or maybe even get the job over him. I, I'm not. I'm only using this as an example off the top of my head because those are the only spots really available to him because I don't think that the Patriots are going to go that direction, right? But isn't, they, it, isn't it like – for for the Broncos, if we're looking at that one, that would be interesting. They have Cortland Sutton, they have Fant, they have Lindsey. Now they have freaking Melvin Gordon. That would be a good fit. But isn't it a little bit for if we're just looking, removing the fantasy and the fit and looking at what Elway has done, isn't it a little bit admitting your failure once again at the quarterback, quarterback position for Elway? You have Paxton Lynch, you have Brock Osweiler, uh, you brought in Flacco. You had Simeon for a little bit. It's all these names, and it never seems to work out. And like, oh, but this time it will. We're bringing in Cam. But you just drafted Drew Locke that you were super hype on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now we have Cam. You you see what I mean? Like, isn't it a little bit – eventually he has to be right on a quarterback not named Peyton Manning. I don't think Denver is the, like, the perfect – like, I understand that was top of your head, Matt, and that's – No, I was just thinking of a place where he could theoretically – could go to a team that's ready to win, whose quarterback may not be able be ready to win. There's not many like that. The only spot that makes sense to me is the Chargers because the system's probably not going to change too much between what Taylor and Cam are going to do, right? Then they can have him compete. If Cam's healthy, he goes. If not, Taylor goes in, and he, they don't have to change the system or anything. But is there anything else? I mean, all the other people that have people competing, uh, like Chicago, they already have that taken care of. Obviously, Washington – they, you know, they have no interest in bringing Cam. He already said that <laughs> he's he's happy with Haskins and Allen, um, Minshew. They're not going to be, you know, they traded away. 
They traded away uh, Foles because they want to give it to Minshew. They're not going to bring in Cam there. And that leaves the Patriots, which they're not going to go that direction. So, I mean, and the, and the Raiders already Miami? picked up Mariota. Miami? Maybe, right? I mean, I don't know. That's exactly right, though. What about Miami? What if Miami goes and gets Cam Newton? Goes and says, we've made a lot of free agent acquisitions. Mm-hmm. We've bolstered this team. We have a shit ton of draft capital. We do not need to trade away any of that draft capital to Detroit, to Washington, to the Giants. Let them get to a Let's take Cam and let's just ride this wave out. Like, who knows what anyone's thinking about Cam? It seems like, and they probably can afford to give him more than anyone else, or willing to give him more than anyone else, right? Wait, say it again. They're probably in their position. Miami's probably willing to give him more money than anyone else, right? Exactly. So, so why don't they go and make that? That that also draws in fans. It draws in jersey sales. It draws in a ton of the business side. That we don't, as 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 fantasy football podcasters, think about because all we want is oh the best fit for this and this and this. But yeah, think of the NFL as a business; they're going to bring in a shit ton of merchandise sales due to bringing in Cam Newton, and 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 no one outside of Miami could use that more outside of maybe Jacksonville. Like they they need merchandise sales; they need a quarterback, an ex MVP, a Super Bowl runner up. And that's another reason why I don't think Denver would make hey, a lot for him. Who, who would you rather have? Um, who would you rather have? Cam Newton, like the number five pick in the draft and the number like whatever, 24 pick or uh, or Joe Burrow? Yeah, but then you have to – you're not getting Joe Burrow for those two picks. You have to give up more. No, no, I'm just saying – No, I, I was just talking again off the top of my head. If they're here for the Bengals, <laughs> maybe you oh, sign, Cam, yeah. sign Cam Newton and uh, maybe have uh, trade your pick to Miami. Uh, no, 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 no. I would go with go with Burrow. His for Burrow them, it's different. Good. For it, them, it's different. For Miami, Burrow. it would be it would be a different situation with all the spending spree they're going on now, and they could they could sell that. We've talked a lot about selling, and I'll get on that to a, uh, in a second. But we have a question from uh, TJ Sumter who uh, asks about. Uh, Cam potentially backing up Minshew or Roethlisberger. I don't. He would never sign as a backup, in my opinion. He but would never do that. So would he rather? Would he just not play in the NFL? I think so. I think, yeah. I think, I think Pitts. If he was going to go anywhere as a backup, there's very few places. I mentioned Denver only because it was intriguing to me. I, Pittsburgh actually is the other place where I could see it because Ben. You know, there's no guarantee he's the same. He didn't look fantastic when he started last year, and there's a ton of weapons there. He could be one of those things where he goes, you know, almost like where Bridgewater came back to New Orleans, even though he could have left um, because he was hoping to, you know, well, like Tannehill. Um, so yeah, I so I could see him going to Pittsburgh with like there being an understanding that you know Ben's not going to be around forever. Maybe this is last year. If he is no other fit, if he's willing to do that, I would say yeah. if if he were, it would be a nice would be fit spot, for him too. Right? It would be a really nice fit. But yeah, I don't. Yeah. I wouldn't bet on him being a backup though, too. But what if, if he were? were that what seems if, like a spot, right? What if he went to New Orleans as a backup? Well, they already didn't. They put a first round <laughs> third, tender third on uh, what's his name there, Taysom uh, Hill. Taysom Hill. Then they put a but first then, round tender on him. Then you have to, you know, look. If you look back and we said that Cam wasn't Cam last year, and if you looked at his face when he got out of the huddle, it just looked like he was in pain. Like it looked like it was painful for him, not just mentally, but physically like this hurts. I don't want to do this. 
if he's not the starter, is it like, do I want to collect a paycheck? Do I keep want to like do this, or can I just get some more endorsements and just write, like say f this, I'm done? I think he could. I think he could. You know what they ought to do is uh, just uh, turn Josh Allen into a wildcat guy and just uh, bring Cam up to Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, that's, and then, that's uh, serious. That's serious. Get Ke- uh, what is it? Benjamin, Kelvin Benjamin, uh, reunite them up in Buffalo because you know. Oh my God, that whole thing was so funny. But uh, Nick <laughs> mentioned um, about selling jersey tickets. And I made a prediction weeks ago that it was a team that uh, was going to bring in a certain running back who used to oh, play hold on, for. Real quick before we move, before we move on, what are we saying? The betting, the betting killing favorites. me here, killing me. No, just no, just because uh, before we move me. on from Cam, what are we saying? The betting favorites we think should be the Chargers and probably Miami, right? Because yeah. we think of him being a backup is just not going to happen. So that no. leaves Chargers and Miami, and that's kind of it, right? I'm not counting out Chicago. I know they just traded for Foles, but I'm not counting them out. I'm not. Counting I, them out. I would officially uh, count them out because of that. Nope. I mean, he's. They can cut him. I mean, we looked it up. They they can cut him next year for a zero cap hit. I think so. It's only a one year deal in reality, but they're you know they have two guys. Neither of them successful. I do. Any, what do we put the percentage chance of him going to New England? By the way, before we move on, because they obviously have an opening, but we're writing them off like there's no Seven. chance. I don't think Seven. no. Way. There's a way better chance he goes to New England. I go with I go with 27. I think he. What what time and year have we ever been in a situation where the NFL has a surplus of fucking quarterbacks? Oh, never. This first time. Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, these boys are still out there that probably would be starters in any team from 2000 to 2019. But come 2020. These are backups right now. But Jameis is better than Tyrod. Like, come on. Yeah, I mean, Tyrod. Give him that job. Well, at least. I, I don't. I don't think he is. Tyrod he, is. He. he I, I don't know. Are we talking? We're talking. We're talking real football, right? Not fantasy football. Yeah. I mean, Jameis is both. a net. net Jameis is a net negative in the NFL. But we give him so much flag for it. Okay, so I did. I, I did my my scheme fit on Brady this weekend, and I want to bring that up. Uh, I made a comment on my Jameis Arians video last year saying that uh, I was expecting an improvement in the red zone, but the interceptions would go up with Arians because Arians quarterbacks tend to be the most highly intercepted quarterbacks in the entire NFL. Behold, Jameis Winston became even more freaking interception prone. I think think he's going to be less interception prone with another – not I'm not saying he's gonna, you know, go to 10, but he'll probably be around 16, 18, and still imagine like Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, Hunter Henry. You have weapons there that he can blindly just throw the ball to and hope for best. I don't I wouldn't say he's not gonna be better. I don't think he's gonna be much better. I definitely don't think he'd be worth the money to invest in him being a long-term quarterback. I think I, if I'm the Chargers, I'd rather go with Taylor and draft a rookie than sign Jameis personally or go with Cam. Well, here's the big thing. Tyrod Taylor gives you a better chance of making the playoffs. Yes. Jameis Winston gives you the better chance of winning the Super Bowl. I agree with that. And that's – I mean, Tyrod Taylor is going to get you the playoffs. He's going to get you 9-7. and seven. Hopefully you can – your way not with those kickers not with but those like kickers. How, how i mean i know obviously it's getting down to the wire and winston can't be a, you know beggars can't be choosers but what is the minimum he's going to accept here 
years wise. Thinking these guys are gonna like just quit the NFL. They're not. They're gonna sign backup deals. They're not gonna just stop playing. They're not gonna sign an XFL deal or something like that. They're gonna Very, fucking sign. It's just biz- you said. There's. It's a weird time, man. It's bizarre. Yeah. It, it's. It's not just like cr- crazy with the coronavirus, but the NFL is just insane um, as well. Uh, Sumter chimes in and says he can go to New England, but I think he would put a bit a short lease on cam lease it, leash on cam. Honestly, Jameis, like they do this in other sports a lot in the NFL, maybe not too many take a one year guaranteed prove it deal, right? With your new eyeballs, which apparently are going to be working now, go to Miami, go to new England, maybe for a year. And just be like, hey, we're gonna go try to win a Super Bowl together for a year. I'm gonna reestablish my value. I'm gonna you have a quarterback for a year, and your hands aren't tied. If he's willing to do that, I think that he'll have a mini bidding war all of a sudden. No one will yeah. give over a year, but like there'll be a lot of teams like offering him a lot of dollars, I think, for one year. And but it works for Tannehill. I don't know if he's willing to do that. Let's ask this real quick. Who the fuck is gonna be starting in New England? Stidham. What's that guy? Stidham. Jared, that he loves. Yeah. They're going to go there. And he's he's going to be stubborn. Case. He's going to be stubborn and roll with him. He's going to be stubborn and roll with him because he's going to show. They're going to roll this. They're going to draft Trevor Lawrence, and they're going to be right back in the driver's seat of yeah. that division they're after cool. Josh Allen drives Buffalo into the ground. Stafford. That's what they're going to do. They're going to trade for Stafford somehow, and we're going to get to him. <laughs> called it. And now, can I do what I called weeks ago? Yes. You have yes. Thank have you, my Matt. I called because we were talking about putting seats, butts in the seats, and I said there's one player that could put butts in the seats in this town of Atlanta, and it's a former dog, Todd Gurley. I said it weeks ago that it just made too much sense for them to not pay Austin Hooper and spend that money on Todd Gurley just because people love a former Georgia player in Atlanta. It, It doesn't matter if he's done or not. So I'm super excited for Gurley. Like, I'm not a Georgia fan even, but I don't watch too much college. But it it just felt right, and now he's here. And what is the fantasy value of this? Uh, He's right now going in the – I had this earlier – third round. I think that's a little high. Well, when I say a little, I want him in the sixth if I want him. So a lot high. Matt, where you where would you draft Todd Gurley for the Falcons? Tenth, eleventh, twelfth round. Whoa! Not drafting Nick? him. Twenty less targets than Devontae Freeman. Thirty less catches. Todd Gurley's done. I disagree. I think it was the way that Sean McVay wanted to run that team. Uh, I would gladly draft him in probably like if he's going to fall down to the sixth, seventh round for me, I'll gladly take him. I'll gladly take some shares. I'm going to redraft. Uh, Dynasty, obviously, I'm not going to touch him in any way, shape, or form. But in redraft, you're going to—it's basically the same way you brought up the Austin Hooper, right? Austin Hooper is a tight end, schemed tight end. Doesn't matter who fits in that that role. It can be Hayden Hurst, who they went and got, could be anyone. Whatever tight end is going to sit in that Atlanta offense is going to succeed because of the way that offense is ran. It's very similar to a pass catching running back, and they wanted Edo Smith to be that guy. They waited two years for Edo Smith to be that guy. They drafted him. They wanted it. Then all of a sudden, last year, all of a sudden, we started hearing some some quabbles about uh, what's his name, Odre. What's his name? The, oh yeah, dude starts with an O, Olison or whatever. Olison. Yeah. Thank you. Whatever. Anyways, anyways, he didn't succeed. They still wanted Edo Smith. 
Edo Smith was fantasy relevant in the, for the few games that he was the main guy. He wasn't fantasy great, but he was fantasy relevant. You put Todd Gurley in this offense on a prove it deal, on a, on a where where your pride is going to affect the way you play in Atlanta with a team that is based for Todd Gurley's type of skills where they don't need to overrun him and they can use him as a pass rushing running back. I'll gladly, gladly take him in the sixth round and watch him score yet again multiple touchdowns for the fifth year in a row only in a new team. Here's the thing. He will never last till then. I said 10th, 11th, 12th. That was my way of saying I will never draft him. He won't last there. Devontae Freeman was being drafted, what, the 3-4 turn last season? Insane. And again, Freeman dominated him in less games. In less games. And he sucks. I mean, by the way, Freeman sucked. He was garbage. But would you rather have – okay, let's let's look at like – okay, let's look at round five. You wouldn't draft him. I don't think he'll laugh around five either, though. Too, I think. I think by the time season rolls around, people will talk themselves into what Nick said, but more enthusiastically. I just don't think he'll even last there. That's the problem. So let's look at the fourth round, and because you're saying not fifth, fourth round, would he last there? Third? Yeah, I'd say I'd say uh, tail end of the fourth. So would you rather have Le'Veon Bell? Miles Sanders, Karrion Johnson, David Montgomery, James Conner, Devin Singletary, all of them. I'm not going David Montgomery. I'm not going David Montgomery as well. But well, uh, that, well, I'm not going Gurley either. I don't want either. But if you have to – if <laughs> I had like, to pick one, I'm going with Montgomery. Go are with you going Montgomery. James Conner over Gurley? Mm. Yes. I'm, I'm not – This is a whole tier of people I'm, I'm avoiding. But, yeah, I'd go Conner over Gurley. Conner over Gurley. don't want him either. I but definitely, like in the fifth, it's Austin Eckler and Mark Ingram, and I'm like, yeah, give me those two over. I said in the early. pre-show, Eckler should be going in the second round. So, yeah, Eckler is interesting, and let's switch over to him a little bit. Um, let's actually move over to the the topic of the day because we're already kind of touching on that. So I'm, I want to move over to today's topic instead. I, I guarantee you, he's second round by the time draft day comes around. I think guarantee you. And TJ Sumter totally agrees with you, Matt, that uh, you guarantee Austin Eckler will be great. I'm not sure if that's what he meant or if he means that Todd Gurley sucks. Agreeing with something. I think it's Eckler. This guy was like the RB2 for when Gordon was out, and now he's got no one even touching him. What is this? What are we doing? Fantastic. And I can't believe people are treating him like he's some sort of gadget running back. Especially with Taylor in there. For God's sakes, this guy's going to be a first-round value. First round. The only devil's advocate I'll say, and I'm not saying I disagree with y'all because I don't. I love the Eckler, and I love the value if he's going to stay in the fifth round. But let's just talk about devil's advocate. Phillip Rivers. Sucks. Old as he is, ah. he had no problem throwing that ball deep. He finished third in passing yards. Yeah. He whipped the ball deep. That that by itself helps Austin Eckler out immensely. If you're then going to bring in Tyrod Taylor, who is known for being the Teddy Bridgewater of the NFL, of not throwing a ball farther than eight yards – then we're not going to see Austin Eckler's pat, like receptions be have a 64-yard like return in it. We're not going to see that. It's going to be a lot harder for him to get. 
I think there's a lot. I think his volume will go up, though. I think I think it'll be different, but I think is it though? Is his volume going to go up? Like with I I don't know. I disagree. I think Justin Jackson's volume will go up, but I think it doesn't have to go up. It can stay the same, and I'm completely fine with drafting him in the third. Way worse quarterback than Philip Rivers. He also doesn't open up the safeties or the linebackers as much as Philip Rivers did because he had a loose cannon firearm. Because but, of that, we're not going to see the same outcome of Austin Eckler. That's just how – that's what that – you got to look behind the lines. You that's gotta, why Winston is going there, and he's well, going to push yeah. the safety. No, okay, I'm, right I'm messing with you. Tyrod Taylor is the quarterback there, and that scares me for Austin Eckler. That does. It does. It gives me more hype for for – I don't – I mean, I don't know. It just scares me. It just scares me. But you have to agree that – the third, like if he's he's going into fifth now, which is that's crazy insane. Yes, if his volume stays the exact same, his production goes down, he's still a second, third round player, right? I would draft him over. So, in the third round, right now, you have Carson Gurley, and then second, you have Jones, Henry, Gordon, Jacobs, um, roughly first. Oh, well, Fournette and Mixon are in there as well. I think Henry will be safely in the second round too. Yeah. Yeah. Are we using fantasy football calculator for this? What are we using? The yeah, I was just using it. It's it's a little uncertain at this time of year, but I'm using it for now. I feel like FFC's always been pretty pretty like good with their their ADPs, but this one just seems a little crazy right now. Yeah, I, I I'm I'm a little freaked out when I saw it, but because I mean Leonard like Fournette over at Seek. Like what? I, I would take Eckler over uh, Fournette. Oh yeah, every day. I would, would also take, take over Mixon. I also take Henry over Fournette. Mixon, no, I'm I'm on board Mixon this year for sure. Melvin take, Gordon, I'll definitely. Oh, over Gordon for sure. Melvin Gordon oh. kills Philip Lindsay in my opinion. You just I think Philip. I think Philip. If you actually look at what Royce Freeman and Philip Lindsay, the dynamic they had, I think you move Gordon into the main role and you move uh, Lindsay down, who actually wasn't that productive not should say productive he wasn't that um what's the word i'm looking for i don't know he wasn't a very good pass catcher in terms of like he he got targets like about 50 50 but he he wasn't actually very effective in that role so i think gordon's gonna be getting most of that and he's gonna be getting a lot more carries than Lindsay did compared to freeman so i think Lindsay goes into freeman's role just with some more carries because you obviously have to throw booker's production into that whole area as well so yeah, uh, I thought Lindsey was one of the steals of the draft before this, but now I think he'll yeah. be. Yeah, I think he'll be overdrafted. So no, thank you. And I love his running style. Though, even put in that position where he is going to be maybe the main guy in Denver, I think he's going to be overdrafted because they're still going to. We saw last year that they. Oh yeah, I don't want Gordon either. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm but, not touching that backfield anymore. Saying I will take Fournette over. Um, Whoever the hell we're talking about, right? Austin Eckler. I'm worried about Fournette, so I'm sticking. I'm sticking ah, with Eckler. What worries you about Fournette? The offense as a whole. I don't, I don't mind Fournette. I mean, we're all in the same. They're in the vicinity. I'm not booting him way off, but I, I would rather have. If I'm sitting there, Eckler, Henry, and Fournette are on the board. I'm taking those two over him. I'm taking Henry and Fournette over Eckler. Sem- Sumter want Mixon and um, Eckler at the turn. I think that's yes. very reasonable. I would do that at the turn. 
think you guys are in a 12 team league. Tyrod Taylor running the helm of the Chargers. Unless 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 we see Cam or Winston go there, I'm not in like I, I do not like I'm not in love with any Charger, whether it be a- what is like I mean what did Rivers average yards per attempt like eight the last couple of years? Taylor is around seven. Is there a big difference? Even well, I no, mean, it's a little, it's a little better for Rivers. No, no, Rivers. The big thing with Rivers is he has a lot more deep attempts. Like as far as like individual plays, he's willing. I guess he gives the defense. He makes the defense. He keeps the defense honest. Maybe exactly, I should say exactly, exactly right on average. Preaching that? Are you kidding me? This is exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, but he's actually right on average with amount of deep throws. The percentage of his throws is straight average in the league. Deep Who? throws. Rivers. Rivers? Yeah, no, I'm Straight saying he's not. He's, he's better than Taylor, definitely, but it's not. It's not going to be. I don't think it's going to be a big difference. I don't. If Cam Newton goes there, we're going to see a huge Austin Eckler year. If Jameis Winston goes there, what has Jameis Winston shown us that uh, to prove to us that pass catching running backs are going to be his thing? Like, when have we ever seen that? We we never. never. Seen but he's him. never had one that's been this great. He also just never throws to him. He just doesn't do it. Like that's what it is. Who? Who are we talking about? Winston. It's Winston. Has maybe. he ever had one worth throwing to? Oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a big difference. Austin, you have to involve Austin Eckler in the offense, like any offense. And then you have, like, Hunter Henry. If you have, like, let's say Cam goes there. Let's- Cam had great synergy with Olsen. That, like, the Chargers are looking pretty interesting for fantasy if they – don't have Tyrod Taylor. Otherwise, I only want Austin Eckler. I don't want anybody else. I want Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> Let me real quick bring it back to Philip Rivers. You're saying he was average deep ball attempts in 2019, sixth in the NFL with 75. Not not third, attempts. Third in the NFL in pass attempt distance with 5,129. Fifth in the NFL in completed air yards. The fourth in the in the league in passing. You're trying to tell me that, that Philip Rivers doesn't throw those deep balls? That's all he did. He threw picks. He threw the second most interceptable passes outside of Jameis Winston. I'm not trying to say Philip Rivers is good in any way, shape, or form, but he would push those linebackers. He would push those safeties back. He would make those cornerback stands five, seven yards after uh, behind the wide receiver, thus creating this huge bubble effect for Austin Eckler. Like the this, like us not thinking of that nature and just thinking that, well, it's Austin Eckler. He's going to catch a ball and go run a touchdown. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. You need to understand that the, on, the entire offense is going to be changed if Tyrod motherfucking Taylor is going to be the quarterback for the Chargers. Austin Eckler is not going to be I that. think they're better today with Taylor than they are with Rivers. You're high out of your mind, sir. So I think Rivers sucks. Th- that might be true. <laughs> he does a lot more for the team. For than fantasy, he's terrible. He – he, he he throws deep, but he doesn't do it well. <laughs> no, he does not do it. Well. So, I mean, that's the that's the, that's why I throw out yards per catch. It's like, yeah, he throws the ball deep, but in terms of actually completing passes, but, it, but deep, he, he, there's he, not a huge difference. No, I will give him that. He he is he does complete over sixty percent of all his deep balls. I will give him that. And, and whether he completes or not, you still have to put safeties back there because he does complete 60% of it. And you have Tyrell Williams or you have Travis Benjamin or any of these fast guys running by. And obviously last year they didn't have that kind of re- receiver. But in years past, they've, they've had it. And if you leave them just one-on-one, they're going to burn you. Nine out of ten times. I, I But like here, I can agree with your point. I just don't understand why you think it's going to change his value so dramatically where you're off of him. Well, I can see where I can see where it like – 
slides in behind Fournette, maybe slides in behind a couple people. With Tyrod Taylor at quarterback over Derrick Henry, over Leonard Fournette, boys that are going to get 350 carries. All right, well, let's say he's behind those two. Do you have him fall any further? Yeah, Josh Jacobs I'd rather have. Okay, I I can buy that. Where would you else? I mean, I I don't have a total issue with that. I I don't have him in front of me, but uh, there's a couple other guys. Miles Sanders I'd rather have in front of him. Oh, no. But Leonard Fournette had – Oh, he yeah. had almost the same amount of targets. Yeah. Give me like Leonard Fournette had almost the same amount of targets. It was eight rather, behind yeah. Eckler. Would you rather have Aaron Jones? Wait, wait no, wait, wait. I gotta get on the yeah. hate. Yes, I Carl CSD hates Leonard Fournette thing again. Aaron Jones over. Like he's sure he's gonna have a touchdown regression, but Aaron Jones I, is still the guy in Green Bay, and and Matt Lafleur is gonna sit here and be like, oh, he Jones. wants to bring in a. Th- he said he wants to bring in a third running back. Yeah, he will. It makes me sad. No, spare me, man. I was I was worried Melvin Gordon was going to go to Green Bay. I really was. I was worried. But let, let me chime in here with uh, Leonard Fournette. Austin Eckler had 108 targets. Fournette had 100. Leonard Fournette had 265 carries. Austin Eckler had 132. 132. And he was so much better. He had a, a more than 130 carries. Well, he had, a, yeah, more than 130 carries less than Fournette and only eight targets more. And Austin Eckler was RB4 and Fournette was seven in These are PPR. A bunch of numbers. These are a bunch of numbers. These are a bunch of numbers. You have to look at it. Like Gardner Minshew was the fucking quarterback for the Jaguars. And that's going to be the same. Right, but Gardner's now in year two. That's a rookie sixth-round quarterback leading your team. And no, I'm sorry, but the running back on a, on a, on a rookie late-round quarterback. more carries. Did, did Tyrod Taylor – like hundred more touches. Did he, did he key your car, Nick? What is the story here? Because you seem to really dislike this guy. Come on. Let's just look at Tyrod Taylor. Like, what, what has been successful when Tyrod Taylor – He's been fine. He's fantasy, fine. Fantasy-wise – I think he, I no no no, no fantasy wise we're we're talking about Lashawn McCoy wasn't even successful when Tyrod Taylor was at quarterback. What are we trying to like? He was though, he wasn't was. he? Yeah, he was. He, he was. was. Good. He was, was very good. Was he? Yeah, yeah he was pretty good. Well, <laughs> I mean, that was actually like the star of the team. Up, you actually brought up a really great reason to up, believe in Austin Eckler. Actually, Eddie uh, McCoy, while Tyrod Taylor was there. Once you've convinced me on those stats, maybe we'll talk. But he was um, RB. He was RB four one year. Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, he was actually he was actually a first round pick <laughs> while Ter- Taylor was there. He yeah. was RB four one year. <laughs> what was the, the other year? <laughs> 19 was one. Okay, that's not, not. Well, we can all agree that the fifth round ADP is a joke. And, and seven. <laughs> For Austin was, Eckler, no matter what, right? Four, seven, and 18 with, with uh, Tyrod. So, oh, real quick, though, before we move off Eckler, you, you said uh, Miles Sanders, which I don't agree with, but Josh Jacobs I like a lot. In PPR, you like Jacobs over Eckler? Uh, yeah, I'll still take Jacobs over Eckler. Absolutely. Huh. I, know, I mean, I know Jalen Richard was literally on a milk carton last year. But I would I would assume they're going to try to get someone else involved in the pass catching game there to help out Jacobs. Ah. It would be great if they just didn't yeah. uh, for fantasy. But I would I would have to think that they're going to be smarter about it this year. I mean, Rashard was nowhere. Why didn't they use him? I think Gruden's too old school, hard headed. Where he's, it's going to be the Josh Jacobs show. Um, I do like Jacobs, so I don't want bad talk. And and, and, and I, I, also, I do like Austin Eckler. The fact of the matter is, right now what? I'm trying to say is that he's not worth a turn pick, 
while Tyrod Taylor is the quarterback. I agree with that. I said that I think he will be – I think he can be worth that, but there's there's probably no reason to have to go there. I wouldn't want this whole debate to go, like, for me, thing that, like, I'm just off Austin Eckler in any way, shape, or form. Like, I, Don't I, go I, back I, on it now, Nick. Don't go back. No, I'm not going back. I also just don't want this, like, to be con- misconstrued. Basically. I already sent out a tweet that you hated Austin Eckler. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> because I'll back it up. But the back okay. of the matter is I just don't want him on the turn. Like, Austin Eckler with Tyrod Taylor – is not as successful to me as Leonard Fournette or Josh Jacobs or Miles Sanders. If you get Cam Newton in there, shit changes because we saw what we can we we saw we saw what happens with Cam Newton. He can push the defense back. I just don't think Tyrod can. I think that's what's going to hurt Austin Eckler in the long run. Also, I don't think Tyrod Taylor is going to be a starting quarterback for the Chargers come Week One. We already talked about that a couple weeks. Well, ago. yeah, I mean that could definitely be. Uh, who's I? I mean I don't. Know, I'm stealing your thunder here. Someone in the chat said Jacobs. Receptions 55 plus next year. I don't see that. Last year in 13 games, he had 27 as the only running back on the team. Literally, no one else even got involved. So I don't see him over a full season being able to squeeze that out. I don't know. We look at Zeke. Zeke went from like what? 20 to 40 in year one to year two. Is that yeah, right? Well, he, that is kind of a special case though. Cause that did come out of nowhere. Um, no, it, it, it didn't too much. If you followed like Cowboys news. It was very much anticipated that it is. No, I mean, like, they, they. And I think that's how it is in in Las Vegas right now. It's anticipated that Jacobs is going to get more. I think it's very similar to the Zeke situation. Yeah. I like Jacobs, though, by the way. I'm not not bad talking to Jacobs. I love Jacobs. But we have roughly 15 more minutes. So I wanted to uh, hit some more players before before we sign off um, that have got the franchise tag or have re signed or just switch teams because it's been so much football news going on which is fantastic and funches in bunches matt <laughs> you want to cry blood or what's the what's the reaction for fantasy it. it's kind of fun though can't not, like not fun they because <sighs> it means that more stuff is going to go to Devonte adams i don't think it matters um they they uh the Packers. I read this whole article today on how they were trying to pump up why they signed Funches, and he was a big body, and how he had over 100 targets a few years ago. Mm. And then it was all summed up by he'll be a great wide receiver four, <laughs> which means he won't even be playing because the Green Bay Packers are drafting someone else. He is not very good. Uh, he drops a ton of passes. He's he's he's. I was excited for him though at the beginning of the year with Andrew Luck when I thought maybe that could happen. But yeah, I mean. He'll get drafted by everybody. He'll, I mean, not to the extent where Allison and MVS were going last year, but he'll be a late round flyer. Everyone's taken, but I'm not excited at all. Um, he, Aaron Rodgers, is no longer like all elite all the time. Like he's still pretty good, but then he has those flashes where he needs a little bit of help, and he can't be carrying garbage wide receivers anymore. I mean, they were talking about signing Demarcus Robinson instead. I don't know why the heck they didn't do it, uh, but yeah, he's fine. <laughs> He's fine, I guess, but I, I, I think in general, though, we, we see how much they're going to filter the ball to Devontae Adams. Funches is in no way superior in a dramatic way to anyone else on the team. Lazard is better, I think, in my opinion right now. MVS was bad, but at worst, they're tied. Um, they're going to continue to give the ball to Adams, and they're just going to really just chuck it to a you know four or five other people, including the tight ends, which – 
you know, will probably be heavily involved this year and the running backs they like to throw to a lot. So no, what will they? No, No, I will. Yeah, I think they will. The tight end throws with, with the current wide receiver core. I think they very much will try to get uh, those guys more involved. And that's, it's not a matter of them being fantasy relevant. No, not at all. I'm just saying there's only so many targets beside Adams and it's going to be between like four or five wide receivers, two tight ends and like three running backs probably. There's 15 things that I want to say about what we just said. First and foremost, though, I'm going to will Jay Sternberger to be a top seven tight end this year because I got him in our dynasty league and it was the last pick and he's going to, I didn't have any tight ends, no tight ends. I ended up drafting Greg Olson, Kyle Rudolph, and then Jay Sternberger. And because of that, I'm going to will Jace to be a top tier tight end, which is true that you, what you were saying, Matt, they will throw their tight ends more given their current wide receiver situation. That means Jace is going to be successful. When it comes to Devin Funches, though, I think last year a lot of people were on my boat where it was like that Green Bay wide receiver two is a very, very good value when it comes to the redraft and fantasy football. Whomever it may be at wide receiver two for the Packers, they are going to be very successful. So I ended up buying a lot of shares of MVS. Unfortunately, that was very unsuccessful. And Aaron Rodgers proved to me that that is not the case anymore. It once was, but it no longer is. I think because of that. So many drops, by the way. So many drops. And is that why they like Funches? Because he's got hands of. Oh, no, no. He sucks. Yeah. He's he's adding drops on drops. Like, I'm not taking any Green Bay. Though, I think what adding Funches does is it rises Devontae Adams' stock. With Hopkins going to Arizona. Where are these wide receivers at right now? Like Julio's old. Mike Thomas is probably wide receiver one. Yeah. Devontae Adams, probably two, right? Because there is no one to catch the ball outside of Devin fucking Funches, MVS, Geronimo Allison, Jay Sternberger, Aaron Jones. These guys are incapable of catching passes. It's all the Devontae Adams show. I think he's wide receiver two now because of the signing of Devin Funches. Somebody who should not be that highly ranked. And I'm a Cowboys fan, but Amari Cooper re-signed with the Cowboys. He's now ADPing, if that's a word, in the late second. And that is way too high, in my opinion, for a guy that has so much inconsistency in his play. I love him when he plays for the Cowboys and when he scores touchdowns. But for fantasy, I just can't I can't go that high on a guy that goes up and down more than Mike Evans. When they were on the field together, Gallup was not that far off from him when they were healthy and together, which wasn't that much. They were together a bunch, but healthy and together was only a few games. And Gallup kind of was there with him. Amari was better, but uh, Gallup outshined him a little bit, at least statistically. So yeah, I, now that Amari's back in town, I'm all over Gallup. No way for Cooper. That's it's too risky. This kid said right here, pass and give me Gallup. Yes, sir. But I will say that Dak, He's got potential to be top five quarterback again this year if you're going to give him all these guys. I read yeah, they're giving you... him 35 million. Did I read that? Is it done? No, I, I read it earlier today. They were, I can't remember. Four I, years, think, 35 I think million. it's going to be 35. I think so. It's, it's going to end up being that. I mean, that's what you're going to have to pay. Cap space go up. Uh, you're going to have to pay. please pay him before they pay Mahomes. Yes, be smart. Be smart. Do that and and be happy. But Dak is now he's going in the sixth. 
I like Dak. I liked him last year. I drafted him in a lot of leagues, but round six is early. He was quarterback two, though. He was quarterback two. Why why take Dak in the sixth when you get Taylor in the 30th? Shut the Ryan Tannehill came in and he were he was dominant in fi- fantasy in the in later of the year and you can get him in like 13 14. I'm not saying draft Ryan Tannehill but I'm saying don't like quarterbacks going that early it's dangerous. Is I, really- I would I would wait and then like several rounds later take like Stafford or take a shot on Goff when he falls, you know. There's plenty of people that are worthy to take a shot on. Isn't Matt Ryan is going to fall. We were talking about Kyler Murray, Ky- Kyler Murray earlier on Twitter uh, today, and basically like he might be a top three, top four, top five quarterback, but the fact of the matter is you're going to draft him in the fourth round, mm-hmm. and at that point I'd rather just wait and draft a Josh Allen, a, D- a Dak Prescott, a, a Matt Stafford, a, a, a guy who can be late and still get you a top five quarterback status. Yeah, Kyler's not going I like ahead of Dak. The chat has said they like D- Daniel Jones late. So do I. I love it. Oh no! Oh no! No no! They, they have. Not, they I, have. He has. Jones. He has some sneaky weapons on that team. Sneaky weapons. Agreed. But, for fantasy, for you know, he'll make mistakes, but you know, if they're if they're all healthy together, look what he did in his rookie year, um, with pretty much never a full team. I mean, they got a. I mean, who do they got there? They got Shepard if he if he's fully healthy. They got um, Tate. they got Tate. They got Ingram, um, Darius Slayton, Saquon Same Barkley. Man. I mean, that's a pretty nice pretty nice group for how late he's going. I, I I'd they rather go and draft a defensive player instead of an offensive lineman, then that offense is just going to be standstill right now. They're going to be coming back though, be, so that could help for Daniel Jones. Yep. But you can get Stafford after Jones now. Stafford, if he like. Even if he's not, if if he just starts the league year, I don't need him to be my starting quarterback for the entire year. But if he comes back, he gets hurt week six. Knock on wood, Nick, for your sake. But Stafford looked fantastic when he was healthy and he had weapons uh, just with like Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay. He didn't need more than that. He was producing fantasy points to left and right. Wasn't I'm, he like a top four, top five quarterback when he was healthy last year? The Daryl yeah. Revel system has worked for him immensely, but we'll see what happens this year. Like we now have lost Graham Glasgow. We've lost Rick Wagner. That's two key pieces to our offensive line. And we went and added Big V from Philadelphia, who's been a career backup. And, and I just can't, I can't. Whoo! Last year I was all in on Stafford. I got him in fucking 85 of my 90 leagues. I was all in on Stafford. But this year, to be all honest, it's 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 extremely worrisome. I hope he's great. I really do. But in in all honesty, I hope we draft Tua. I hope we trade Stafford in New England. I'll still draft Stafford. I think he'll be great in New England. But we'll take Tua and let's let's go with Detroit that way. Work out. I'm just thinking you're not gonna have to pay anything for him. Should ship uh, ship him to the Chargers. I'd love to see Stafford Oof. out there. No, yes. dude, he'd be he'd be wasted in San Diego. That'd be ridiculous. That's not like every quarterback work. that goes there. Exactly. Why would he be? Hold on. Why would he be wasted? Ah, horrible coaching out there. Yeah, but and I mean, kicking. No, oh, yeah, but that's horrible coaching. Get him to fucking New England where we have a good coach. Josh McDaniels to run his offense. You're so, hold on. Coaching aside, just weapons wise, you would rather from a fantasy standpoint. If you own Stafford in, say, a dynasty league, you'd rather him be in New England right now than the Chargers coaching, even including coaching? 
Yeah, I think that coaching takes a lot more of a factor than people like to put into it in fantasy football. And that's why I always feel like I find myself successful because people won't look at that offensive coordinating, the, the who, who's calling the plays and how that's going to affect a quarterback outside of just he's got good weapons. Good for him, man. Mike Williams, who caught 10 touchdowns two years ago. Keenan Allen, who gets injured every year and is very inconsistent when he does. Austin Eckler, who had a good start to his season. Last year, like I, I, I just rather I'd rather be in New England. I'd rather. No, I mean, they'd be. They'd certainly be dangerous. With I mean, if Edelman sticks around and and Nikhil Harry maybe coming back, but I don't know. I hate. I you know I hate it. Be careful calling out Keenan Allen, though, Nick. Uh, he'll he'll come after you on Twitter. Keenan yeah. Allen is amazing, oh, yeah. by the way. Carl and Keenan Allen have like a a duel. I'm pretty sure a battle. That was the uh-huh. one guy when they were talking about making maybe trading him. I God, I wanted him in Green Bay more than anything. Put him out there with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. There you go. Somebody else that you might have wanted. I got two more players. Three more players, real quick. Damian Damian Williams, depending on the round. He's now going in the ninth. Heck yes. Yes or no, Nick? No, not because they're going to draft Clyde Edwards-Taylor in the first round, and he's going to be the uh, running back you want. Matt? Uh, Yeah, ninth round, sure. Ninth round. A.J. Green. (laughs) 12, 13 round flyer on him, Matt. Yes or no? No. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's, that's pretty late. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty. That's pretty, late. that's pretty late. Oh my god! Are you gonna put Joe Burrow in there, and then you're gonna have AJ Green play a full season? Please, God damn, give me every twelfth round share of AJ Green there is. I don't think he's gonna last that long. Nah, he'll he'll but... be, he'll jump up into like the if he's healthy and he is the first video of. Burrow just tossing what even with no defenders tossing one to green. He's what he was sixth round, seventh yeah, he's round sixth right now too probably. Yeah, uh, says thirtieth for for green. Thirtieth uh, round, <laughs> round or 30th? that's the new one, the thirtieth. That's just uh, what we throw out now. And lastly, Kareem Hunt, he re-signing with the Browns. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Why do you gotta do chub like that? Why do you got to do Chubb like that? Another dog that's not going to produce as much as he should in fantasy. Uh, I was so hoping that Kareem Hunt would leave, but now he it does hurt Chubb's value, right? Nick, yes or no? Do you still go? Ch- are you still willing to go Chubb in late first? Yeah, absolutely. Chubb proved to us last year that it doesn't matter with Hunt there or not. He's going to be a successful running back. Give me all the Chubb shares I can get. And depending on where Hunt is going, if he's going to go in the 8th, ninth, 10th round, I'll probably take a couple shares of him as well. Matt, uh, late yes, first? Uh, y- y- yes on Chubb, no on uh, Hunt. No on Hunt. I'm, I'm going to be um, with Nick on this one and say yes on both, even though I think it hurts Hunt. I mean Chubb. I did like Chubb a lot more, but I think he has fantastic running trends that I've been analyzing, and they look really, really nice. Um, similar to uh, <laughs> Kenny Galladay's. Galladay's uh, I'm, I'm worried about what Cleveland's going to do. I'm worried about what the Baker has in his head. I mean, once Case Keenum takes over at quarterback, I'll feel a little better. Yeah, free Keenan Keenan to OBJ for. Is, is my, did I trigger anyone with that? Yards. Below. <laughs> all right continue on no that was that's a perfect ending to the show actually when case keenum takes over the cleveland browns that's when they take off you're not gonna do a quick 
10 seconds on why Curtis Samuel apparently pissed someone off in Carolina really badly. Terry Bridgewater and Robbie Anderson just drop Curtis Samuel. Just I'm saying Terry Bridgewater. Saying- it's Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, his name is Terry. Teddy. Everyone bro. else is wrong. Exactly. I'm right. Every single podcast I've ever done with you, man. It's good Terry old Bridgewater. good old Terry. I can't handle it anymore. No, but it's uh, I love me some Teddy and uh, DJ Moore even with Robbie there, but. We said even last week, like, get rid of Curtis Samuel chairs. We yeah. said that. So, like, we were already off that train. Get rid of him. Send we him don't want to wanna see him. Like everyone we, else, send him to Green Bay. <laughs> we do want to see y'all again next week, though, as uh, we're back at 8.30 Eastern time here live. But catch us on ccfantasy.com, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, anywhere uh, and be sure to wash your hands before and after the show because Matt just gets nasty. Matt gets nasty. Signing off. For I'm, the real, I'm being responsible here and trying to educate, and I'm being made. Fu- this is why. This is this is why we're in the mess we're in because people making fun of hand sanitizing. Signing off for the fantasy rabbit hole is Nick Faber, Matt Williams, and CSD Fantasy. See y'all next time. Peace.